sorry, Kira just sent me a picture of some denim BDSM cuffs. Anything that starts with Kira just sent me is instantly going to be cursed. <laughs> so it's some it's yeah. denim handcuffs, denim ankle cuffs, and a denim no. eye mask because the D in BDSM stands for <laughs> denim now. <laughs> 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 One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, no. We got there. It, no. We're fine. We need to start recording. <laughs> we are close enough. Negative one victory royale. Yeah, Fortnite. We lost the first match. Hey, listeners, it's Emma here. Right now, Kat's visiting Erica, so I'll be your host this week. This week, we don't really have much in the way of special plugs, so I'm just going to give you the regular script read. If you'd like to hear more from the crew of the Orem, you can check out our other podcasts, Unsound Theories and Marking Out with My Girlfriend. Marking Out also broadcasts live every other Friday at twitch.tv slash sosaysmedia. And you can catch the VOD a few days later on our YouTube. Link in the show notes. If you'd like to support us, there are a few ways you can do that. First and foremost, you can tell a friend about the show. Word of mouth is what podcasts were built on, and getting a friend to listen along with you is an exciting way to be a part of the process. The other thing you can do that really helps us is to leave a review for the show on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. Every five-star review helps new people find the show and gets us closer to being able to make even better content for you. Speaking of which, if you'd like to contribute financially, it would mean the world to us. By supporting us on Patreon for as little as $1 a month, you can help us grow in what we're able to do and how frequently we do it. There you'll find exclusive Patreon cuts of some of our shows and the special bonus one-shots that we produce monthly. Also, upcoming this weekend, we have a special mini-sode releasing for patrons. We spent about 25 to 30 minutes before this episode recording a couple of character upgrades, and we're excited to share it with you. Head on over to patreon.com slash sosesmedia to check it out. Now that I've got that out of the way, let's go back a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Ms. Wickenheiser calls you into her office. We have very different definitions of success, or we had different definitions of the scope of this mission that you are given by, might I remind you, the owner of the company. When was the last time you had R3B4's memory wiped? Seven and a half years ago, man. You're going to have its memory wiped as is standard protocol for all Sinar droids. Look, you three did what you could, but my official job is to reprimand you here, and I just need to do that, and I apologize. I did go to bat for you. There's a reason that you three still have jobs. We're going to ease you back into things. This one's a fairly straightforward mission. It should be a there and back again. You're going to be transporting and manning the booth for Sinar at TrekCon. A convention? A convention, yes. Is it, like, what's the demographic? Wait, don't we not work for Sinar? See, that's the thing. I kind of have a reputation now. You guys are in flight when you hear a distress signal. Whoever can hear this. This is Lieutenant Zakaria Pantoris with the Imperial Archaeological Corps. I don't care if you're rebels, empire, huts, anyone, just please help us. The camera comes up on all of you meeting in the kitchen. Plex likes to have meetings in the kitchen because it's a little bit less formal and therefore less intimidating. Yeah, there's actually a full boardroom in the back of the ship, but it never gets used. <laughs> mm-hmm. They call it the fishbowl. 
You are in the kitchen. Everyone's kind of like re-listening to the message. It finishes playing and you're left there in a moment of silence. Uh, Heel? Well, Plex? I suppose this question's more for you, but like, we should head there, right? Plex, this is your call. Yeah, we we definitely should. Uh, so the distress signal did mention the rebels and the empire. I'm not precisely certain that it's a current distress signal. Well, either way, it probably won't take that long for us to check it out, at least. To get more in range. Those are famous last words. We're just going to a conference. We're making one stop. We left early. We have lots of time. If we can't get the booth set up in time, I'm telling Wraith Sana it was you. That's entirely fair, Tina. Tell you what. Turns out we got something to do on this planet here. We drop Gold Squad off. We head off with our celebrity. Do our whole um, convention, and then we run and pick you guys up after you solved all the problems. Yeah, it's an interesting proposal, Easty. Um, we could play it by ear. God Squad's ready for action, no matter what. I know. Y'all have proven yourself. Okay, Keel. Yeah. Will you bring us more into range for the distress signal so we can get a better idea what's going on? I'm actually going to call back to Sinar. So they know what's going on. That's not a bad idea. If we're going to check out a distress signal, we don't want to be going down without people knowing where we're going. Yeah, and they actually get to know where we are this time. Um, what if they um, tell us we shouldn't check it out, though? Sorry, you're breaking up. I'm very oh. good at that, Esty. All right, Kiel. Um, the other thing that we need to, I don't know, the thing that's concerning me about this is if we, it's an uncharted planet. I don't know. We don't have to do some estrogation then? Yeah. What... We've got, we've got Reba, but those are tricky. Those are, those are always tricky. I mean, Reba is literally an astromech droid. Well, it's basically what Reba was yeah, built that's, for. That's her, that's her job. But like. Even with, it's still tough. We can do it. I'm just saying, I don't know. I guess I just want us to be prepared, you know? Yeah, I mean, of course. And um, we can get Reba on that. And we'll get BT to give her some backup on that. I mean, in case it's needed. I don't think she needs inventory status of um, Gungans on Naboo during the Third Rebellion or anything. But BT is more than just an inventory droid. Yes, say so. I am, again, a little skeptical, but I'll defer to you, Captain. All right. So let's get going. Yeah, break us on course. I'll go call Siner and Gold Squad. Get ready for anything. Roger, sir. Um, I'll have the boys get in uniform. Yeah. Um. As everyone is clearing out, Keel sticks behind and uh, motions at Tina to come and have a chat. Uh, y- yes, Keel is. Hey, Tina. Yes. This, I know you know, but this could be very dangerous. And I just wanted to say, you owe me that date. Of course, uh, I'll make sure we're able to. What's your favorite kind of food, sir? Well, obviously it's Rodian barbecue. Okay, aside from Rodian barbecue. Um, whatever I'm eating with people I care about. <laughs> uh, so, Keel, that's incredibly corny. It's the truth. I just like eating. If I get to, If I get to share that with someone... That's what makes it good. Of course, sir. I'm... You've got to go get Gold Squad suited up. I do. And you've got I'm to gonna go, go talk with Reba. Do some piloting and talk. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Good talk. 
of course. Uh, and then he gives you a hug. Uh, Kiel hugs him back quickly. Um, it's like a quick, like... It's a quick, like... We yeah. have to get back to work hug. Plex, you are in the communications room. Calling back to Sinar to mm-hmm. let them know what's going on. Who are you calling? I don't want to call Miss Wickenheiser because she'll definitely tell us not to. And then we'll definitely yell at us when we do. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, is there like a general logistics channel? I would imagine that there would be. Yeah, I think you can call back to like um, dispatch. I, I assume there's like a, a, a dispatch office. Yeah. So I'll call there. Bleep, 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 bleep. Sign our comms. Uh, hi, yep, Orem here. Go ahead, Orem. We are out on our way to that convention we're supposed to be heading to, and we came across a distress signal. Uh, Roger, what's your current location? Cat, what's our current location? Hold on, I gotta pull up the galaxy map. I mean, you're in hyperspace, so, like... Yeah, all locations in the galaxy at once, technically. Yeah. Your approximate location is Telos 4. We are approximately at Telos 4. Roger. Uh, Transmit the coordinates of the uh, distress signal and we'll uh, put you on record. How long do you think you're going to be? Hopefully not long. It's kind of odd, so we're just making sure that it's nothing too serious. Are we, are we looking at a day? Months? Oh, shouldn't be more than a day, hopefully. Day. We should still be on time for the convention. Roger, I'm more concerned about uh, your follow-up team. We'll put you down for a three-day excursion. If we don't hear from you in that time, we'll dispatch a SAR team. Alright, sounds good. Anything else we can do for you here? Uh, I think that's all for now. Thanks for your time. Roger. Uh, make sure you transmit those coordinates. I know it's Kranich on board. Yep. So, Kiel, you and Reva are in the cockpit. You have an open comm relay with SD as you're doing your astrogation, just to make sure everyone's on board with what the engine's going to be put under and everything like that. You've dropped out of hyperspace near the Ventuine system. There are too many f***ing Tuines here. Is that where Ventress is from? It's literally only canon because it's in one of the source books. <laughs> <laughs> I know nothing about this planet other than it is a celestial body that is noted on a map in one of the source books. Um, I take it by the fact that we just dropped out of hyperspace that um, we are going after that distress signal? Yeah. Um, Plex should be calming Sinar right now. Um, I just want to make sure that we've got everything down because, oh boy, I haven't done a an uncharted jump in well it's been a while didn't you do an uncharted jump out of atmo when we were escaping what was right back i mean like reva put us on a on a known trade route it was just risky because we were in atmo gotcha this is completely uncharted um i'm i know that reva can do it i know that you can do it i just want to well I mean, if it's completely uncharted space, no one but, um, depending on who you believe, a Jedi can do it. Because frankly, if there's mass shadows we don't know about in hyperspace and we collide with them, we're done, Keel. Um, <laughs> nothing you can do to prepare for that. Um, but, um, I mean, we can do best possible calculations based on known data, which Reba, of course, will be plenty good for. Exactly. Blah, blah. Well, of course you're, you're great. Blah, blah. Um. So yeah, I had no time but the present, I guess, huh? Um. Just in case we get yeah. close to any mass shadows, I am. Um. I'll get the ship ready for a uh, velocity one jump and just make sure uh, she's extra padded. Boo boo. Which one of you would like to roll for Reba? And before we do that, would you like to roll? Your force pool. Oh, yeah, I should probably do that. Is that this one? 
That's an L5 R die. Oh, sorry. Sorry. This one? I don't know what that die is from. It's VTM. <laughs> I assumed as much. One dark. So one dark side and sorry, we're rolling for Rima now? No, no we're rolling. We have to roll the whole force and destiny pool. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> one dark side. Oh, I can I can match that one light side. Okay, so we've okay, got two so dark we're and one with light. A three point pool. I think it's time for you to, if you, if any of you want to roll for Reba, roll a hard astrogation check with two black die. I can do that. Um, Reba's is it... astrogation is three yellow, one green. So hard with two black die. Um, can I throw in a boost because Keel and SD are helping? I think that's reasonable. Um, how are you doing on those calculations, Reba? How long do you think? Remember, Keel does not understand droid. Well, I mean, if you think it'll take us that much longer, we can put it in park. Oh. Uh, so we might have a problem here. Uh, yeah. um, what is a keel? Um, okay, so we have... The question is, what is it, Emma? Oh, I see. <laughs> um, we have a wash with three advantages. Well, the good thing about washes is they know how to fly spaceships. The bad thing is they get impaled in the movie. Too soon. Like a leaf on the way too 12 soon. years. It's always it's, too soon. It's not even that good of a show. It really isn't. It's really not. <laughs> um, so where do we go from here? Somewhere. Well, to hyperspace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll end up somewhere. I think you're within a single jump's distance. The place that you've plotted a course to, interestingly, you realize this right after Reba's finished plotting the course. You're about to jump into wild space, and right as the hyperdrives spool up, you have that little O'Criff moment of, we're jumping blind into wild space. And the ship takes off. SD. Yep. Engine's holding up? Oh yeah, she's fine. Like I said, Reba knows what she's doing. Okay, I trust. Power level's I nominal. I trust you? Yeah, we're good. As you approach your destination, a couple of hours later, you suddenly feel the ship rock violently while in hyperspace. Okay, that that was a mass shadow. Um, that's not good. Uh, you, Keel, everyone on board's gonna want to harness up. Just as a note, that could get worse. Um, I will work. I got some stuff to do on this engine. Do your thing. Believe in you. Um, have we left the comm up? I feel like we've. Yeah, you've been in communication this whole time. Okay. Because it's okay. a very dangerous thing you're doing right now. Yeah. Keel, do you make a shipwide announcement? Um, I feel like there's a button that Keel can press. Okay, like, there's you like, press the red alert button. I feel like this is a button Keel never presses. Keel has never pressed this button in his life. On any starship he's been on. Can he find the button? Uh, we cut to Keel frantically searching the dashboard. Where the criff is that button? I know. Ugh. I should have paid attention when I was reading the Keel, mail. 
Keel, it's the one under the plasteel shield. You have to lift it up. Under the plasteel shield. Is it on the left or the right? Oh my god. Oh, dang. <laughs> Reba magnetizes. Ooga. Um, <laughs> thanks, Reba. Our, sh- our ship is horny. <laughs> <laughs> Our ship is a cartoon uh, wolf. <laughs> hamana, hamana, hamana. <clears throat> um, at, right as everyone straps in, you feel the ship violently shudder again, and everyone in your seat right now do a little Star Trek take like you just got hit by a gunfire. SD. Kill. You just need. I need to concentrate. How are we doing? We're we're holding up. All right. Is there anything I can do on my end? Uh, uh just let me. Oh, Criff. Oh, Criff. Okay, hyperspace containment is lowering. This is gonna be bad, Keel. This one's bad. All hands, brace, brace, brace. Um, at this point, Kyo slams the throttle to full, the the engine throttle to full, to reduce some of the strain. Gold squad, gold squad. I'm gonna need fire suppressant on. Just about every room. Just get out there, please. Uh, Roger, sir. They all grab fire extinguishers. Plex, how are you holding up in this? <laughs> I think Plex is taking up religion. <laughs> <laughs> Plex is doing everything to sit as perfectly still as possible and not hit the communication button. I feel like comms are open with the whole ship at this point. Like, Plex is basically sitting there, like, just trying her best not to start screaming at the two of you. Yes. After that second mass shadow makes the ship shudder, you're suddenly and abruptly pulled directly out of hyperspace and into normal space, still traveling at near hyperspace speeds hurtling towards a planet. Sensors indicate this is the planet you're supposed to be going to, but at this speed, you're not sure you're going to make it without just crashing directly into this planet. Keel, uh-huh. I need you to roll a daunting piloting check. You, because of the advantages gained on that last roll, can roll with two blue die. Um... I'm going to spend a force point, our only force point, to upgrade one of my dice. Yep. That's so a reasonable I am now force rolling, point expenditure. Now I'm rolling three yellow, rolling three proficiency. Um, okay, so that's a success with a triumph and a threat. Okay, well rolled, Keel. I think that's the first time in canon history where our upgrade hasn't gone horribly wrong. (laughs) You said you wanted me to ratchet up the tension. Thank you. You're welcome. No, just keep bringing that. Keel, it is through the wills alone that you are able to make this piloting check, that you are able to avoid hitting the planet. You're able to divert course, traveling at near near hyperspace speeds. SD, can you give me a little bit of power on the port? No! I am trying to keep enough power on this ship to keep it from falling apart, Keel. I can't give you... Can you reroute from the deflector? Just a little bit. I just need, like, 2%. Our our hull is half energy at this point. We cannot be at this speed. We are going to crash into the planet if I don't do something now. I need 2%. I don't care where you get it from. I need it now. I can get it to you. And SD 
runs a cable out of the hyperspace port and jams it into the tie D and like pulls some levers. <laughs> yes. And like the and, and, and the tie D powers up and is just like there's power going through the cable. There's sparks also, a lot of sparks and smoke. Reba pulls uh Reba pulls power from fire suppressant to give you a little bit of extra juice. So with the extra 2% going to the port side, rather than hitting the gravitational, we like bounce off of it and we start slingshotting off. Given that you are near the speed of light, the Aurum is rocked by the planet's gravity. That's how close you are to hitting it. You just barely pass by the gravitational pull of this planet at near hyperspace speeds like a panel flies off into space as you fly past this planet and you continue slowing down progressively through sheer luck alone as you end up six or seven light minutes away from the planet that you are intending to go to it's far and it takes you a whole like 10 minutes to get control of the ship back you've taken 15 system strain you've also taken 10 hull trauma but you are at a stop now and you're all alive gold squad is currently putting out fires there's sparks coming from various panels you've had to seal off an entire deck on the ship that you know is exposed to space because of that panel that flew off it's the aurum is not in good shape this is the absolute worst it's ever been on a mission and the tide defender is currently completely out of power. Keel? I am not angry at you. Frankly, I am amazed you pulled us out of that. We can talk about this later. I'm going to need to concentrate, so please don't talk to me for a few minutes. Yeah, you got it. Keel is just sitting staring out into space, flabbergasted. Just completely in shock. Reba's little arm reaches up and pats you on the shoulder. (laughs) Reba. Hi. (sighs) And then Reba starts making a clicking noise that sounds like clapping. Right back at you. Uh, Keel? Yeah? About how close did we come to dying there? You don't want to know. Good job. Uh, So as we've got Fires on decks. Oh, Criff. Fires on decks two, three, five, seven, and deck four is completely shut off. Uh, we're going to need all hands on fire suppressant if you're available, excluding SD, obviously. This is. This is bad. This is very bad. All hands evacuate the on fire decks, shut off access, and cut oxygen. Good call, sir. Everyone scrambles back up to deck one. How many crew do we actually have? This is a big ship. Oh, yeah, no, you you have a very big ship, but I mean, like... It's just us? It's just you guys. We're like 200 under capacity. (laughs) Well, crew... The sheet says crew of 20, passengers 10, so... We're like 20 under. Yeah. I don't think there are seven decks, but you know, no. There are seven there compartments. Could be seven, that, like, yeah, sections or something. Seven, yeah. seven bulkheads. Yeah, no, like the there's definitely seven bulkhead areas. That's a better way to phrase it. Okay, so you managed to put out the fires. The ship is stable, but much, 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 much worse for wear. You're not in any imminent danger of exploding. You're not in any any imminent danger of dying from a fire or a gas or radiation leak or anything like that. But you are all extremely sore, except Reba and BT, who can't get sore. Okay. We are no longer losing pressure, which means the hole's probably 
as sealed as we're going to get it. The entirety of Bulkhead 4 is going to be inaccessible for the uh, foreseeable future. Um, quite frankly, I don't think we'll be jumping to hyperspace anytime soon. I'm not sure we'll even be um, traveling under our own power anytime soon. We do not have communications. Um, life support is online. We'll just leave it there. Um, and uh, well, obviously we have communications. I'm talking to you. Um, communication doesn't pull much power, so it's fine uh, that we leave it running. Isti, do you want any of us down in the engine room to help? Oh, um, yeah, uh, I suppose I've any of y'all trained in repairs? I am, sir. Why didn't you... S yes, get down here. Okay. Um, after some time repairing the ship, you're in a position where you can fly it again and safely enter an atmosphere. You're also, because of Kiel's triumph, at the perfect place to silently observe this planet where the distress signal is coming from. Long-range communications are still offline. And I don't know that it was communicated to Kiel that he should transmit the coordinates. I want to say, like, we have transmitted our last known coordinate and our, our vector. Okay, then in that case, you, you have transmitted your intended coordinates. I have plans for how to handle that. Um, okay, oddly enough, looking over these systems... Looks like our scanners are still online. Um, so at least we should know if anyone's out there. How does that work for scanning? Is that... How do we roll scans? I'm going to say that you can either do computers or perception, and it's going to be an average difficulty. Uh, I'm going to go with perception unless somebody else wants to take it because my perception is only a green and a yellow yeah i'm busy with other stuff <laughs> reba's also gone down to the engine room to help out sd because it's like a all hands on deck for that otherwise reba would roll i've got computers. a yellow and two greens kill's trying to like toggle switches and like plug various patch cables in in the cockpit to try and get some of the functionality back up up there Ugh. It comes out to one failure, actually. Yeah. I don't need things made harder. I just can't roll. <laughs> it doesn't seem to turn anything up other than just the distress signal. SD. Yeah. Are you sure the scanners weren't hit by something? <sighs> Let me double check. Integrity's at 96%. Frankly, I mean, that means probably there's a bent antenna, but should be working fine. Yeah, we're getting nothing except for the signal itself. I, I want to say that it's not 96% the reason Plex's role failed is that uh, scanners are reporting 96%, but they're actually completely broken. Do I know that? No. But I can relay what I just saw so anyway yeah should be uh, working oh, fine yeah because all i'm getting is the distress signal like nothing else no it would be reporting that if that were the case reba yeah you're right i should go check god that's in bulkhead four though so that's an eva this is going to take a little bit. Okay. Good luck. Reba, you feel like blah, going blah, blah. XO? Yeah. Blah, blah. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. Reba just starts scooting away. <laughs> Not waiting for SD at all because she's an astromech and she <laughs> literally is built for this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We cut to Reba in Bulkhead 4 at the panel that contains the power and sensors and everything like that for the scanners. Uh, scanners are reporting at 96% because the pingback is working, but nothing else is working. Could I have one of you roll a hard mechanics check for Reba? Two yellow, two green. I got it. Two yellow, two green. That is uh, a success with two advantages. 
Reba's able to get scanners back up and running fairly readily. With the two advantages, can it be like a cable got unplugged and all she has to do is whoop? Yeah, and then welds it on. Oh, um, okay. So not so much uh, 96% nominal as um, 62% nominal. Should still be able to get data. It might be a little noisy. Uh, Reba comes back out of bulkhead four through the airlock. It repressurizes. She wheels herself back into the engine room and goes, blah, blah. (laughs) 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 You were right. I was wrong. Good job out there, Reba. You've earned earned your oil bath. It's the only reward I know for droids. (laughs) It's a good reward for if Reba's fine with that being her sole reward. Um, Okay, can I have you roll a second perception check on this one, Plex? Okay. With a blue die for it being plugged in? With a blue die for the thing being plugged in this time. (laughs) You really do love begging for... I you mean, gotta make I, you know, case. take the advantages when you when you can. That's that's the whole point it's of blue more die. fun to fail. No, when we're stuck in the middle of space with nothing to do. Extra <laughs> when we're stuck in the spa- middle of space. Okay, fair. Aaron, so we got an advantage and three successes. Nice. Okay, this time you note a a number of life forms that would indicate the presence of like a small city. How many planets are in this system? I'm going to say six planets in this system. You detect life on the fourth of them. Okay, scanners are back running again. We've got life on the fourth planet of this system. Looks like a small city. Are there any satellites in orbit you can get a hold of? Uh, any way to contact um, the people we just picked up? Oh, wait, we don't have long-range communications. That's... Th- 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 I consider that sh- I consider that short range communications. When I say long range c- comms, I mean like interstellar communications. On Blu-ray. We can't call back to Sinar to let them know that uh, we almost died. We <laughs> no, you up. cannot. Um, with this scan, mm-hmm. can we determine if there's any kind of radio communications, like any any communications that we can pick up? Other than the distress signal. You pick up the distress signal and there are no other radio communications being sent outwardly. Okay. If they sent out a distress signal, do you think we should try and make communication contact? Because if there's a hostile force there, I don't want to give ourselves away. Is the distress signal on the same spot as the city? No. Uh, you know what? Okay. Do you think we can maybe go around? It's just a small population here. I mean, it'll be easy to avoid the main population center. Like, we got like 600,000 on scanner. Like, that's not a lot. That's easy to avoid. And judging by the scans, it's clustered in one area for the most part yeah we should be able to get on and check it out and get off no problem yeah i guess we we go in stealth if we can like our signature will be very discernible from any kind of sensor so i was going to suggest if we could possibly make first contact we can potentially repair the ship i mean it's 500,000 people on the planet, but they're all fairly concentrated into one city. It shouldn't be a pre-industrial civilization. Not with that kind of concentration. I suppose, yeah, that that makes sense. But if we're not picking up any satellites, they might not have space travel. I hadn't even considered that. Huh. Uh, I think... If we can land stealthily and then approach the city on foot with less of a threat. We can give it a shot. Um, We just have to not give the perception that we're moon men come to steal their resources or 
abduct people. Is this uh, is this a situation where we're supposed to say we come in peace? We That's could. if they can even understand us. You have a good Universal point. translators like they... only work for languages that are known by the... Um... By the translator. I, yeah. Do you suppose... I mean, it's possible they speak basic, but... It picks up grammar fairly quickly. Yeah, True, but more. not... I mean, frankly, I BT, BT is the one well-equipped for that. Um, deciphering, deciphering languages is his... You've got a fair point. Uh, BT? Yes. How many languages do you know? A lot more than you. That's for sure. That's not what I was asking. I'm fluent in over three and a half million forms of communication. Okay, I'm sure we can figure something out from there. I'm sure there's some sort of linguistic origin relation that we can pair through the database. Or they just speak basic. I guess I'll join the landing party. Okay, you... when we're safe too, we'll go for landfall. You're you do a little bit of a little bit more repairs on the ship, but you're basically ready to land. You're probably at the best you can do without some sort of source for steel. You also probably need some ceramic shielding for heat and everything like that. It'll be a bit before you can take off again. But you're safe to land now. Um so Kiel waits until the side of the planet with the city on it is in um, approaching sunset so we can land with a fair amount of visual distraction. Okay. You'd note as the night starts to fall on the city you see electrical lights turn on. Well, that's a, that's a good sign. What is it, Kiel? Oh, there's they've got electricity. They're running powered lights okay any of y'all um study any xenology in school a little bit i know xenology might come in handy depending on what we run into uh that's why you're bringing me on the mission isn't it i'm familiar with xenology well yeah that and you know throwing you in front of any predators or anything wait sd we are not throwing bt in front of predators sd Inside thoughts. I didn't think I was yelling. Jeez. I hope all of you get kidnapped and killed on this planet. That's surprisingly tame. I'll leave on my own. I mean, you do keep threatening to throw them in front of stuff. I can't really blame them. I'll only turn you over it if it's useful for me. Do you want to do you want a piloting check or just we land? You just you you land. Are you landing near the distress beacon or near the city? City. Um, barring any other input from anybody else, I want to say we land within like an hour's walk. As you approach the planet, you notice that the sector that you're in seems to be sort of a like boreal forest, the kind of planet that sustains the kind of life that you are used to. It's not something where you're going to have to wear exo-helmets or anything like that. The oxygen levels seem pretty much what you're used to. Cool. And there's a number of really gorgeous lakes. As you put down in a little bit of a clearing, it almost looks like there was a forest fire that cleared out this area. So it's fairly safe for you to land. Can we Uh, tell how recently it was... There's shoot there there's there's small trees starting to grow and everything like that. It's a clearing, but it's old enough that the fire is certainly out. It's it, it's just a clearing. I'm just giving you a clearing. <laughs> there's no danger of your ship catching fire. Are there any cabins on the lakes? <laughs> I'm going to say Is this Muskoka? There are no cabins on the lake. Cool. Oh, I haven't seen a lake this nice since, probably since our Naboo run, huh, Kiel? Yeah, the, the, I'm getting Naboo flashbacks. Oh, God. I mean, yeah, climate's a little different, but here's hoping we don't run into um, 
car car brinks. Um. <laughs> it's 10 degrees from what you get from the tilt of the planet. It is currently late autumn. So we we set down around sunset. I Keel wants to Keel's gonna go out and kind of like do a visual sweep of the area just to like get acquainted with where we are. Mm-hmm. See if there's any like notable landmarks or like places where people could come from. Like obviously the, the direction of the city, but like are there any like evident paths nearby? I assume you would like a roll for this? I, I'm just gonna even if you rolled a success there wouldn't be paths. I just so so I want it I want to make a roll to find out what is around us. Okay, roll uh, average perception check. I bought these dice damn it, I'm gonna use them. So that is a wash with two advantages. What do I find out about the area? Uh, you see a boreal forest. It looks a lot like Endor. Okay. For a context that Keel would not have, but Emma does have. Um, it's a lot of coniferous trees that are spaced relatively far apart. It seems like it's easy to walk through. You notice a couple of interesting looking animals there's definitely some indigenous fauna on this planet um and when you see rocks you see a fairly interesting looking lichen growing on them the lichen is like a sunset pink okay that's very weird for a werewolf Two Aaron two jokes, jokes in one this hour. episode. Yeah, wow. <laughs> right? We're on a roll. Yeah, no, you're not, you're not getting this ever again, so I'm just getting them in now. Um, you, you briefly hear some flighted animals. It looks like just a fairly mundane forest, all things considered. And I presume I don't notice anything that would be initially of concern to us? Like predators no. or anything like that? Cool. No, it seems... Relatively peaceful. Yes. You... Gotcha. How many successes? Zero. It was a wash with two advantages. Okay. So, I want to say... So, I feel like... Um, so, in the cheat sheet, recall additional information about an object noticed is mm-hmm. advantages. So, I feel like noticing the fungus would work for an advantage... That'll that'll be that'll work for your advantages. Yeah. Good. Do you guys want to head into town? I had one question first. Yes. Is would there be some way for me to kind of guess what the dominant species of this planet would be? I don't think there's a reasonable way for you to tell the dominant species on this planet. Okay. Not without sending someone in as a scout. You do know that. Just from your knowledge of history, the bulk of exploration in the galaxy was done by the Duros and by humans. So there are many near-human species. So you got a basically 50-50 shot of either you look human or you look like a Duros. Well, okay. High human, low Duros. That's a two. Okay, Plex... Do you transform into a Duros? Yes. Okay, you look blue. You have red eyes. You look like a gray that's blue with red eyes, basically. <laughs> so, so like a blue. <laughs> yes. Um, but not a chess. No, no, not a... I'm specifically avoiding descriptions well, that would in, impl- indicate that you look like a chess. A gray as in the... The alien style. Yeah. Yes, a gray is in the alien. Yes. Like, you have long spindly fingers, and other than that, pretty normal. Uh, Do you guys head into town? Do you want to set Gold Squad ahead? Like, what do you want to do here? Like, it's still nighttime now? It's the sun. I want to send setting. I kind of want to send Gold Squad just to 
get a feeler for what's Gold's coming can up. Goldbug do some scouting. Or like, just scout at the area and like find us a path into the settlement so that when we go in... I do have this old Imperial probe droid. It's not very quiet. It kind of goes... I don't know why they developed a stealth recon probe to constantly uh, drone on and on, but... Uh... <laughs> well, you see, ST, it was intimidation tactic mm. against the rebel force. Mm. <laughs> you don't have a probe droid, do you? Did you spend your money on a probe droid or whatever they're called? No, we don't have probe droids. I would like the group to go in during the day. Okay. Because if we show up at yes. night, it looks really weird. <laughs> yes. That's what I was okay. thinking. Um, do you spend the night working on the aura? Among other things. <laughs> Sleeping. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, think, I think my main concern is um, long range comms. So. Okay. Roll a hard mechanic. Mm, yeah, hard mechanics check. One advantage. Um, Yeah, you don't you don't have the materials necessary to finish the repair. You've got you're you're looking for one long distance relay. And once you've got that connected, it's back up and running. You're just missing that part. And you might be you think you might be able to synthesize one with enough materials. Okay, um, so I'm going to start by making a brawl check against a tree. Once I get okay. that wood, I'm going to make a workbench. Right, right. The- Are you going to also... Well, I would make... Uh, take that and make your crafting table, but also make yourself like a wooden axe and a wooden pickaxe. Well, and naturally. Then- and a sword, just in case there's native creatures. Right, if there's any creepers around. Make uh, sure there's a shield. For, definitely for a wooden shovel. Yeah. And then you can get down to stone and you'll build yourself stone tools and then eventually you can find iron. Well, really, I'm more concerned with finding um, redstone because then I can wire up the whole ship, really. I'm a redstone expert, so... <laughs> Emma is a redstone expert, but, you know, if you, if you plan on using any sort of that space magic that lets you fly in space, you're going to need lapis lazuli. That's fair. <laughs> This is a Minecraft joke. <laughs> so night happens. SD figures out what's night wrong happens, with the ship. Night happens. Morning comes. Night happens. Morning comes. Everyone's had their calf and ready to start hiking into town. Are we really having calf before hiking? Bold choice. Yes. <laughs> we assume there'll be an outhouse somewhere. Um, okay. You find yourselves outside the city. There's no walls or anything like that. But it rather interestingly looks like it's a predominantly human settlement but you also notice like a couple of near human species and it seems like it's a fairly diverse group of people actually which is unexpected hey sd yeah i'm seeing this right right these are humans my people yeah yeah you know uh we do tend to have something of a um, spirit of exploration. So I wouldn't doubt that uh, these people just decided they weren't happy and ended up heading somewhere no one's been before. That's how Corellia ended up with humans on it. Some of these human looking people, it looks like there's like a fairly, it's not just like pure humans. Like you see some people who look mostly human, but also have like little stubby leku and stuff like that. And there's, <laughs> various like atypical for the normal galaxy there are a number of like people who look like they might have had like a human and a twi'lek parent or a human and a togruta there's it seems like it's a fairly diverse bunch of people just with a lot of human traits i mean you can transform again right you can kind of do that as much as you want right no, I'm pretty comfortable right now, actually. It's painful. It's painful, and you do take strain from it. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Uh, so, if it's mostly humans and recognizable species, it seems like we should be okay. Well, let's not go that far. Well, you want to know how many least... humans I've uh, 
gotten in fights with? I, I, I'm understandable, but like, at the bare minimum, they'll probably speak something close to basic. Oh, well, that's true from a linguistic perspective. And if they got here, well, they must have some idea about space travel. Yeah. Doesn't answer our question about the um, archaeologists, really, though. So I guess we walk into town and pretend like we belong. See if we can find a parts shop. How good of a liar are you, Tina? Uh, me, sir? I think I'm a pretty good liar. Well, then I'll let you do the talking. Cause, um... I think we should let the captain do the talking, though. Um, captain Plex, you're fairly specialized in diplomacy, right? That's a way of putting it, yes. Well, then, if it's all right with you, I'll defer to you. Okay. So I guess we go in and see what's around this city. Yeah. You're walking the streets when you're getting a couple of weird looks. Like, do these people just come from the forest? Why do those five look identical? Uh, mm, okay. When uh, And as you're walking, eventually someone comes up to you, approaches in a friendly manner, doesn't look like he's got a weapon out or anything like that, but is still walking up to you. Hello, everyone. Uh, how, who are you? What does this do person look this? like? Just a human. Brown hair, green what eyes. What are they wearing? They're wearing what looks like cargo shorts, um, a polo shirt, and then they have so a tie-dye cape on and something that wouldn't Something that wouldn't be typical to the known galaxy. Correct. <clears throat> the cape is recognizable, at least, but it's tie-dyed. Yes. Which... Um, Nobody does How- anymore. Howdy. Um, oh, howdy indeed. We're looking for a parts shop for some parts. spaceship parts. <laughs> um, I don't think we have a shop for, what did you call it? A spaceship? How? Yeah. Like, did you arrive here? Carefully, to be honest. Okay, you look new, and there's no other cities on this planet. We arrived from off the planet, yeah, as one typically does. Well, that's very atypical for for Modestus Four. Um, and that, why do those guys all look the same? They're brothers. Uh, they're they're uh, brothers. Octuplets. Octuplets. Okay. I Where are the other fine. three? <laughs> oh, they're okay. they're at home. Oh, okay. So I guess the other three didn't want to travel through space. They no. have jobs. on a spaceship. <laughs> This is going very awkwardly already. Uh, yes. Hi, I'm, I'm Keel. Well, hello, Keel. My name is Dob. Hi, Dob. Um, okay. Um, do you have a technology shop around? Blacksmiths, circuit makers. Um, we. Oh. Yeah, yeah, electronics. We definitely. Okay, no, I'm familiar with electronics. We have. Um, we have. A radio hovel? <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> um, okay. I mean, I do need radio parts, so... Uh, so, you're from... You're not from here. No, we no. had some issues traveling, wait, and wait, wait, we just need some parts. Did you come for the distress signal? Oh, yeah, are you... you yeah. One of, one of the archaeologists? You don't Who? seem like an imperial. 
Are, are you in distress currently? No. I mean, okay. I'm approaching I'm sli- distress. I'm not an Imperial. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not an Imperial, but this conversation is a little bit distressing. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, I'm familiar with the distress signal because it's brought a couple of strangers to our city, but... Oh, Sorry, Dob okay. is it? You're... Yes, Dob Grebe. Dob Grebe. Um, pleasure to meet you. Um, who are you? I'm are you like Dob the mayor? Grebe? No, no. Are you like the mayor or like what's, what's going on here? Are you? No, I'm <laughs> Can you just a... Maybe we leave the diplomacy to flex yeah, instead no. of asking strangers who oh. they are. Uh, yeah, S- sorry. So sorry, that was that was a bit rude of me. Question for me to answer. I don't like existentially. Are you asking me who I am? Is am I, I mean, fulfilled in my job? Okay, okay. Let's let's all stop for a second. So our first question. Okay. Where is the radio hovel? I, think I they can went take out of you there. Like Twenty years ago. I can take you there. Would you please? Yeah, thanks. Okay. Okay, thank you. Okay, no, let's um, take care of that We first. appreciate that. Okay, that's second. First things first, we need to take you all for calibration. Ella? Ka- oh, BT? Uh, he's fine. No, uh, uh, not your robots. Yeah, he's... Oh, no. He's beyond calibration. They are droids. Oh, I'm not familiar with this term, droid. What do you mean by calibrate? Oh, are you... Not familiar with calibration? Well, I mean, I'm a no, mechanic. No, but you haven't defined it for us either. Okay. It's a, it's a very, very normal procedure. Everyone undergoes calibration at least once a week around here. You just sit down at a machine. We take some readings and then help make sure that you're properly calibrated. Oh, so like a, okay. a, a medical checkup? Like, are you... Oh, you must be screening for like... Diseases or something? Diseases. And yeah, like, yeah. No, that makes total yes, sense. Yes, maladies of all kind. Um, I get various it. Okay, imbalances. Okay. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want to like yeah. accidentally spread like a virus amongst you guys because you know. yeah, no, we disinfected pretty good, but I, I could appreciate the safety. Yeah. So we should probably go do that. Do you have any masks for us while we while we go, or like, do you want uh, us to wear uh, masks? No, oh, oh no, we're not. Um, Unless your imbalances can be spread by air, I don't think we'll be a... No, I mean, just usually it's good. I okay, personally for... do not have masks. No, those are for higher ranks than me. Oh. Hi- mm. it, it, so it, Okay. That's uh, an interesting thing to say. So guess... let's go take care of that then. Okay. Oh, boy. I met new people from off-world. This will get me a promotion to the next level of equanimity in no time. Let's I'm go, not, everyone. This I'm seems not, great. I'm not asking about this. <laughs> <laughs> this conversation was a distress signal. <laughs> okay, so uh, here's the calibrators. I'm just going to need you to hold on to the... If you, if, it seems like you all have two hands. Just one hand each. Hold on to hold on to these cans and we'll get you nice and calibrated. Are, okay. Uh what? Are you measuring our electrical impulses? Like is this we, yeah, e- Yes, we're measuring your calibration. Of, uh, of you, what? What are uh, we You know what? Uh I'm kind of uncomfortable with this can we um it's just a simple millimeter i'm sorry a what a millimeter it measures the amount of musical instrument digital interfaces you have of course keel come on you never seen a millimeter like gonna sit down okay. and try to get I mean, this over you're the only, you and the droids are only gonna, uh, gonna be the only ones with a midi with midi inputs you, yeah okay look i we have to do this your calibration is important for your integration into society. Oh, we're 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 not here to to integrate. We're we're here for the distress signal and to. Oh no no! I, I'll, I'll, it's check. okay. We'll we'll do the we'll do the calibration and then you can 
you can actually, believe it or not, you can meet the person who sent out that distress signal. Okay, that would be uh, very helpful. Okay. Plus, so, I'm getting very weird vibes from this guy. Yeah, um, we'll roll with it for a minute and see where it goes. Plex is going to sit down and actually pick up the cans. Okay. Okay. Um, I yeah. didn't catch your name. Plex Slutzel, Captain of the Orum. Okay. Plex, tell me about a traumatic memory. And that's where we'll end the episode. Space Dumpster was played by Erica Belsass, who can be found on Twitter at Belsass or on twitch.tv slash Belsass. That's B-E-L-S-A-A-S. Plex Slutzel was played by Aaron Connor, who can be found on Twitter at Adorable or on our other podcast, Marking Out With My Girlfriend. Kiel Krennic was played by Emma Hislop, who can be found on Twitter at Nocturne Musings and making Kat and Kira suffer through movies on Unsound Theories. Darkside campaign is GM by me, Kathleen Hislop. You can find my tweets at CatSelesnia or my games at CatSelesnia.itch.io. Chicks with Dice is a Sosa's media production. If you enjoyed this episode, spread the love. By recommending the show to a friend, you not only help us grow our community, you also get to share the hijinks with the people who matter to you most. You can help us create this show and others like it by supporting us on Patreon. You'll gain access to exclusive content like early releases of episodes, side quest adventures, and much more. To become a supporter, visit patreon.com slash sosasmedia. Music for this episode was provided by Allison Winter and Sounds Like an Earful. The Star Wars RPG played in this podcast is the property of Lucas Books. It was made by an incredible team of devoted designers who were fired by the private equity firm that owns Fantasy Flight Games and is now published by Edge Studios. Until next time, stay wizard. <laughs>